completely biased opinions and the best album of 2019 so far with Ian and Tyler. You are listening to Sound On Us. We are very excited to bring you this episode of the podcast. Tyler, how are we doing today? I'm excited. I'm... Hell fucking yes. Okay, so, um, today we are, uh, just no bullshit, right to the point here because I am hella excited to talk about this. Today we are talking about the brand, brand spanking new, right? Lucy's, not Lucy Swan, I almost said Lucy Swan. Shout out to Lucy Swan though. Lucy Rose album, No Words Left. Um, this was released March 22nd, so, um, it was... Yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> when we record this, anyway. It was yesterday. Yeah. We're recording it on the 23rd. Yes. So. Of March. There is that. Um, but Lucy Rose, for those of you who don't know, because I sure as hell didn't, um, Lucy Rose was born on the 20th of June in 1989. Uh, she is an English-born singer-songwriter. Um, and she had a debut album released in 2012, and she also had a 2015 record called Work It Out on Columbian Records, or Columbia Records. And her third album, Something's Changing, was released on 2017, in, in 2017, on the Communion Records label. So she's been around for a little while. Now, uh, Miss Rose is a folk and indie outfit but i think that on this latest album she incorporates much more than that i would put her under psychedelic folk as sometimes i would also throw some soul in there as well and some jazz um i would definitely keep the indie in there there's some soft rock a little bit of that she touches a lot of bases. yes she does agreed um uh, is there anything else that I didn't... I mean, she plays all of her own instruments. Vocals, guitar, piano, keyboards, percussion. Even though, I will say No Words Left contains very, very little in the way of percussion. Very little. It is mostly just her and the guitar and the piano doing their own thing. And Which is funny, because what I've gathered from the almighty source of Wikipedia <laughs> is that... The first instrument she learned and picked up were the drums. Really? Yeah. And really? She, wrote, she started writing... That is something that I would never guess in my entire she life. She started writing tunes at home on her family's piano. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty... Yeah, pretty, because she didn't like nice. drums, did she? She played it for school or whatever. Is that no, what you had read? No, wait. It's, it's, I forget. It's not, I forget. I'm not, not going to... Disregard that comment detail. because I don't know if that's... I don't know if that's completely true or not. But... Um, I mean, other than that, do we have a do we have tour dates, Tyler? Oh, is she on tour? I didn't even do that for the last one. I that's have to okay. go back. That's I don't okay. know. That's vital. That's important. That's important. <laughs> yeah, that is I don't important. think so. I think she. I think she's on a a uh, European UK, tour. UK tour. That makes sense. So, where was she born in the UK? Actually, is it? Is it yeah, somewhere? yeah. So, if you live in the UK, Ireland, or German Germany, Belgium, Germany, France, Australia, Canada. Anywhere but the U.S. Bro, we're going to see her in Canada. <laughs> I want to go to Canada. So Pretty much, she's touching that. everywhere except for the almighty land of the Donald. So, <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. So, Probably for that reason, too. Let's probably. be honest here. Let's um, be real. Let's be real here. Um, but she has been, I guess she's been active since 2009 as a solo musician. Um, and I know she has 
affiliated herself a couple of different times with the Maryland native rapper Logic. Um, Hell actually, yeah. on her my man Bobby seriously. Tarantino, um, Young Sinatra himself. But uh, sh- the top songs on here that are they, they're not even her songs. They're Anxiety off of Logic's 2017 album Everybody, Intermission off of Logic's 2015 album. Um, the space one. I can't. I can't fucking remember what it is. I'm so sorry, but, uh, Bobby. Odyssey. I, yeah, it's something space. It's something weird. Um, uh, and then album. the third one is "Thank You" featuring Lucy Rose off of Logic's 2018 album "Young Sinatra 5. Is it four or five? The, the incredible, incredible true story. True story. The incredible true story. That's what it is. The 2015 album, anyway. Young Sinatra 5 is the 2018. So the top three songs are not even hers on Apple Music. Um, But, yes, she has affiliated herself with um, the Maryland rapper himself. Um, So there is that. I thought that was an interesting tidbit. Lizzie Rose is in no way a hip-hop beat maker. She is folk, uh, indie folk. And, oh boy, can we just get into it? I really want to talk about this, like, really, really badly. Like, really badly. Really badly. Can we? Can we? Yes. Okay. Okay. We're moving on. Good. Uh, my name's Lucy Rose. I guess I'm a, I'm a singer from the UK. Kind of play folky kind of stuff, I guess. I guess I started writing songs when I was younger, when I, I first taught myself how to play guitar. Um, so I guess, God, it's a long time ago now. I think I was about 15 and I'm 29. So... You do the maths, and <laughs> really, I can't wear that out in the morning. So quite a long time, I guess. Um, I think I had pretty terrible taste in music when I was younger, and then I moved to London when I was 18 and discovered Neil Young and Joni Mitchell and Carole King, Tom Waits, um, Joan Armour Trading and all that lot. So um, I think that's what's influenced my music more than the music that I... I grew up listening to, I listened to a lot of Green Day when I was younger, so no big deal. Yeah, um, I guess when I, I was 18 I moved to London and had a job in a clothes shop but was doing open mics and um, at that point I've already felt like the, you know, the journey had begun and even just playing open mics I was so happy um, doing that because I'd kind of been at school waiting for that moment of freedom where I could play music every night. And then um, I think I just felt like every year there was some sort of progression. It wasn't massive, and it, and it but it it felt like some you know it was worth continuing. Um, I don't know if there was a particular year um, it all clicked into place because every year there was something exciting happened. Whether it was singing with Bombay Bicycle Club and touring with them, and then you know making my own record and getting signed and putting a record out. There was like really exciting things that seem to happen in different times. So I don't know if I could pick a year. But I think I was writing a lot of songs in my bedroom and I was recording them on my laptop and I ended up giving a CD to our next door neighbour whose son was in the music industry and he was managing different bands. And I think when he was interested, that was a big moment for me where it's like, okay, this person who does know what he's doing, thinks that I should continue with this and this is something I should pursue. So I felt like at that moment it became 
real, not just like a dream for me to do something like that. It was like, no, I, maybe I should really take this seriously. So this album is 11 songs long and 34 minutes. You are not really embarking yourself on a great musical journey on this album. This album is by no means lengthy, but I think it plays to the album's strengths by how brief it is. It's not It's not like unbelievably brief. It's just not. It's not short. It's not long. It's pretty short. She does cover a lot of ground in 36 yes, minutes. She does. And I think that plays the... There is very little in the way of filler here. Um, but no words left. I will stick by my uh, previous, previous statement that it is a psychedelic folk uh, slash indie folk slash fucking gorgeous um is you, what i'm gonna call it are you skipping so, over a conversation what no no i'm not getting into the track oh, listing yet. oh you were just okay you were talking about the title yeah i was talking about sorry the f- fucking okay 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 you threw off my groove <laughs> okay so tyler was the one who recommended this album to me and as much as I want to get into it and talk about it first, I'm going to let you do it because I am attributing all of my thanks to you when it comes to this album. So you go ahead and go for it. You well, start us off. If I may. Basically, what happened was I was... Did I send it to you last night? You sent it to me the other night. Late night before last. Oh, so before the I have listened album. to this okay. I have listened okay. to this album four different times in the span yeah. of two days. So I sent um um I found the album on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And you Thursday sent it to night. me that Thursday day. night. You sent it to me that right. Like, was it out yet? Yeah. I thought it was just that a few songs were out. When I downloaded it, it was all out. Okay. Well, regardless of whatever is going on in Apple Music, because they're so janky, um, they're a little messed up. But basically, what happened? Nowadays I was going through are. the I was going through the new releases under the album section in Apple Music. Um, just new music, not any specific genre or anything. And this was like number twenty something. It was like deep in there, and I was like scrolling through albums. And usually when I'm looking for new music, I click on the feature song to get a taste. And if I like, then I start it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I clicked on Solo and her voice just like in my head. And I was like, oh, screenshotted it, sent it to Ian. Yeah, that immediately. Was- and I, a lot of times I even base um, what I listen to, even if I'm looking for music off of the fucking album cover. Because a lot of times if the album cover looks like trash... Then they had like a low budget and they didn't give a shit of what was about what was on the album. If it has a good album cover, a lot of times it contributes to better music. At least in my listening experience. Some of the some great albums have really shitty album covers. None come to mind, particularly right now. But um, Transmissions by Starset, my opinion, isn't the greatest album, but it has a ridiculously cool album cover. Yeah. A lot of times those are misleading as well. Like the album album art is fucking amazing and then the music is just trash but uh the album cover in this is fairly simple it's just a black and white picture photograph of her but it's kind of just her hair being blown across her face by the wind so it's obscured by her hair and it's so artistic in a way that i just 
Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Get in the first track. In the you first know, track. Ian and I get really excited about fonts, too. We are Oh, yes. Excitable. The font that she uses. It's like a typewriter, and it looks so cool. Mm, the, the font in the top right corner. That's satisfying. That is just... It's like an old-timey typewriter, and some of the ink is, like, faded out as well. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Can we oh. just have a little moment of font ASMR? <laughs> first track on the album is called Conversation and uh, basically what happens as soon as you start listening to this is you are roped in and hooked because her voice is nothing shy of angelic her voice is nothing shy of literally the perfection of a female voice like it, 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 like it's as good as it gets it's, it's as literally yeah. as good as it gets literally like I've I I'm. It was one of the, I'm at a loss for words when talking about. It was this. one of those things where, like, I'm. This is this is the truest of stories been told. Okay. Uh-huh. I clicked on solo, which is the third track. It's the only featured one. I, yeah, it's the only featured one. Mm-hmm. I was ten seconds into it. Okay. Uh huh. And my eyes went like. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Well, I want to talk it, about conversation. Screenshot it, sent it to Ian. So that's kind of, it doesn't matter what song you click on, her voice is like immediately, like it's something you can't get around. It's no, that it's, impressive. It's, no, you don't get anywhere. You don't get anywhere else but this, this obscure so, little folk album. Somebody that I would compare to is Alison Krauss, which I actually just listened back to an Alison Krauss song. And they're, uh, the timbre of their voices are very different. And the tone is is a little different, but they both have that same like soft, gentle, and angelic way of coming aco- uh, across in the music. So that's why that's like why my mind, as soon as I was listening to it, I was like, all right, this kind of reminds me of Alison Krauss. Mm-hmm. And hey, if you're listening to a bluegrass album, to listen to Alison Krauss and Union Station live, 2003. It's Good a album. sick album. Okay. It's insane. Moving on. No, I want to talk about conversation. No, I just, it's just moving on oh, from okay. what I was saying. Okay, <laughs> yes. Con- conversation starts off with this endearing little guitar riff. It's so pretty. It's And one thing that I will compliment her on, um, one thing that definitely adds to the psychedelic edge that this album often has is her chord progressions. Her chord progressions... You, usually when you do folk... You have a more straightforward chord progression. A lot of times it's more of, depending on the folk song that you have, it's more of an upbeat chord progression or if it's more of a down put or chord progression. Um, With her, it's definitely a lot more down put a lot of the times, but she adds some weird scale degrees and some weird chords that don't exist in the keys that she's writing in typically. A lot of times I don't see these chords anywhere used in this sort of key signature that she uses them in and it's it's part of what adds to the wow factor of this album because i when you're writing a song a chord progression can be the hardest thing about writing a song because you don't want to come up with a chord progression that's fucking boring right or if you come up with a chord progression that's fucking boring you want to make it not boring and make it your own and she manages to do both of those things add a chord progression that fucking nobody's ever done before and she makes it her own and together they form Voltron it's just it's the it's 
it's the moon and the stars colliding, making this gorgeous, colorful explosion. That is that is what I classify this as. But conversations, I will say that the theme of this album uh, is definitely one of sorrow and heartbreak and downtroddenness because she, goddamn, is she sad about what? Maybe we will never know. But it seems like she herself is just not happy with herself and those are the feelings that she's coming across with the on the album and converse uh, conversation is about conversations and how hard they are to come across in this day and age and how a having a genuine conversation about with a person about your feelings and getting yourself out there is so difficult to have at this point because people are so fucking roped into whatever they're doing in their lives and they're so self-centered and self-serving that they don't bother to listen to what you have to say. So she's kind of just sitting here off alone trying to have a conversation with herself about how she's feeling and she can't do it. You literally get that vibe by looking at the album cover and having someone's face obscured and completely blocked, hidden. Mm -hmm. So... This is, this is how she just, feels. This is not just a theme on the song. It's all the way across the board, mm -hmm. which is like kind of, kind of, kind of crazy. Yeah. And the instrumental is absolutely gorgeous. I will say the string sections that she adds across the album <laughs> the, the are violins. the most ridiculous oh thing. Like, and a lot of times they're so subtle. A lot of times they aren't even like string sections. It's just one or two violins playing this gorgeous little melody. And it flows so well. She does the guitar that her, work is incredible on this song. She does that with her voice too, though. Yeah. There were multiple times where I was listening to it and I would like would rewind it 10 seconds and I'm like, wait, there's like four layers of her voices right now harmonizing. Yes. And it was incredible. like, <laughs> wow. Yes, absolutely. Can we move? I, I want to move on to No Words Part One. Yes, yeah, do it. Um, no Words Left, No Words Left Part One. There is a part two on this album. Second to last song, tenth song, um, but no words left. Um, is an instrumental track, which I find very clever because she literally has no words left. Ha ha! I see wow. what you did there. I like it though. Um, this track is—it's an instrumental track. It's sort of like a bridge into the next song um, because it flows directly from conversation into no words left part one. And this is where you start getting some of the more psychedelic and soul elements that she adds, which are gorgeous. The chords in this song are rich and lush, and they just wash over your ear, inner eardrum things, and they just, ah, oh, ah, it's just, it's gorgeous. It's almost indescribable. Um, I do think that she, uh, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, she does add some vocal bits where she's just kind of singing out into the distance in the background of the mix, which is absolutely gorgeous. But I want to move on to ooh, what ooh, is... Ooh, I had something to okay, say. Okay. One thing that is not very frequent on this album is percussion. There is percussion on this though. These little the toms track, that she does. These the, tra the track "Nowhere's Left" part one has percussion, mm -hmm. and it's played through the slapping of the guitar strings. Is it the guitar strings? Yes, yes. Which is I thought it was like this tom that she's kind no, of just rolling on. No, it's the guitar. You hear the slap. Ah! Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, it's it's the slap of the strings or the slap of like the the strings. It's a muted. Like the... It's a muted slap. Gotcha. 
Which is did you just recognize you, that yourself, or did you? I have spent a good deal of hours on a guitar. Okay. So, well, yeah, I know. I was just wondering. It's something that you'd get from like Ed Sheeran, but he uses it in a way where he replaces it in drums. Yeah. And this is this is not something that's making you bop your head. This is something that gives it a time, gives it gives it gives it that that assurance of where it's going. Yeah. So. It's, it, it just rolls with the song. And it's beautiful. Beautiful. But I want to get into what very well may be the song of the year right now. And that is Solo, which is spelled Solo, S-O-L-O, and then in parentheses, W, like Solo, two separate words. Um, this song is very close to four minutes long. And it's, no, it is four minutes long. And it is four minutes of bliss. It is four minutes of instrumental perfection. Um... And the emotion in her voice carries across like I haven't heard in so long. Like, just the amount of emotion that she's feeling. This song sends chills down my spine every single time I listen to it. It's just her on the piano for a good half of the track. Just kidding, it's not a half of the track. It's just the first verse. Um, It goes for like a minute, just her and her voice. And she's singing into the distance about this loss that she is feeling, uh, and how she is feeling so low, like solo as like how she's feel this, this empty feeling that she has when she's not with someone that she very much cares about. And then the instrumental sort of progresses into, she has this role of the symbol and I, I love a good, like the ride symbol where you have the muted sticks and it kind of just swell, like this swell, swelling crash. Ah, oh, love it. Um, also, the piano chords are gorgeous. Did I mention that? Like, I, 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 I am an avid piano player. I uh, play piano quite a bit in my spare time. Um, so I, I would know a thing or two about the piano, and the chords are absolutely fucking gorgeous. Do you want to give us a demonstration? Well, I mean, I could... demonstration of the song or demonstration of my piano prowess. Chords. <laughs> That's actually kind of what it sounds like a little bit. Lots of seventh chords, which are absolutely just, oh my God. But then she comes in in the next part of the song with this upright bass and this very, very faint, I, I guess it's a hi-hat step or maybe it's another guitar slap. Um, but it's so subtle uh, in the way that she puts it into the song. It actually might be part of the upright bass. I think it's just the upright bass that comes in. But then this song, once it progresses, this is where the jazz influence comes in. If the you chords this, weren't jazzy enough. If the chords weren't... Oh my god. And then it comes in with... I don't know how in the fuck she implemented a sax solo like this. But she did it. And the sax is so full sounding but also it's not invasive to your ears like usually an alto sax is really really stand out you know it's like it's got that growl and it's got that forefront it takes it, it 
overtakes whatever else is in the mix and that's what you're listening to but this it manages to stay back with the the overall sound of the track it doesn't invade too much catches your attention but it's not invasive and dear god is it so fucking beautiful the saxophone is like one of the most overlooked instruments in modern music and that's usually because the context that it's used in is usually not usually i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna generalize here but very frequently from to my ears it's it's a poor poor performance of it Uh uh-huh but when it is done correctly it's like it's like a piece of a song that you're never gonna forget yeah and this this sort of almost reminded me of like 1950s jazz where it's like really soft and in the back, like club jazz. If you listen to this song, at least from my perspective, you listen to the song, you couldn't tell me what song this came out in. I wouldn't be able to tell you. Yeah. If I were to tell you that this came out in 2019, you'd be like, damn. It's cool. I, I mean, know, the recording quality sounds like it's 2019. That's yes. for sure. I didn't, I didn't know that music like this was being released in 2019. Well, that it is. Here we are. Here we are. We're talking about it. And she harkens back to the days of like the greats in uh, in in music. I mean, you have people like Frank Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin that kind of were headliners in that sort of area and that jazz sort of area. And then there were Sammy Davis Jr. and all those kinds of guys. Uh, I just named basically everyone from the Rat Pack, but. Um, <laughs> We also then from there move into some of the most gorgeous strings I've ever heard in my life. The piano is gorgeous. She layers her voice in the back like she did on part one of No Words Left. And it's kind of just her singing into the distance and you can feel the longingness in her voice. Like when you feel emotions that she is feeling through a piece of music, that is impressive to me. She does it effortlessly. Effortlessly. And this song's just... It progresses away into the distance. And as soon as it's over, you're like, No. Wait. Come back. Please. Because the way that the instruments melt together at the end, it is so gorgeous. And it's so moving. And emotionally emotionally charged. And so vibrant. That it's like... I don't want it to end. I could listen to just that end part if it was looped over and over again. I could listen to that for hours. And I would not get tired of it. I just... This song is one of the most gorgeous things I'm going to hear all year. And we are three months into 2019. It's something you have to experience, though. Yeah. No, it's one there, thing I don't to do talk justice. about it and hype it up. It's another thing to experience it for yourself and get those chills. Absolutely. Oh, my God. This song. And, and then, when you listen to it... It's so listen worth it. it. Listen to it when you're not like in a crowded cafe where noise is happening. Listen to it. Alone in your secluded room. Yes. Just kind of get in your sleeping bag, put on your happy face and listen to your music. Put on your happy face and just cry because this song makes me want to fucking cry. This song is so moving. I Oh my God. There's so much emotion that is put into this song and it blows my mind. I have just spent the past 10 minutes talking about this song. Let's get into something else, shall we? Treat me like a... Oh, yeah. It's really fucking hard, dude. 
GoPro start recording. Let's get into the next section, though, shall we? Or oh. let's get let's get into the next song, then, shall we? Uh, Treat me like a woman. Um, for whatever reason, this song reminded me of which song was it by Coldplay? The oh, just the opener. You. Um, I had it earlier. You literally just had this up. Yeah, it reminded me a little bit of Warning Sign. Also a there little bit of Amsterdam and a lot of Parachutes. Like the entire album, Parachutes. Um, I don't know why it reminded me of that, but it did. Um, and Treat Me Like a Woman. Uh, guess what it's about? It's kind of self-explanatory. I mean, the title is anyway. Um, so something that I, I gathered from a guitar standpoint is that the chords she's playing on guitar are not generally meant for guitar, and a lot of people will splice these notes together when editing because they're extremely hard to reach on guitar. So the transitions themselves are extremely intricate on, on this, and I am shocked that she was able to pull it off in like a one-take type thing. Instead this does of sound taking, like a one-take taking type the, thing. Taking these different... And That's sliding another thing them about together. this album. This album feels so homegrown and it feels so genuine and down to earth and not overproduced and not like somebody was hawking over the back of her, like watching over her shoulder, like, you need to do this, you need to do that. This very much feels like a home built, do it yourself kind of project. But it's so flawless, though. Oh, yeah. It's oh, put yeah. together so well. Oh, yeah. Um, and I mean, the vibe that I get from this is like you record your guitar track. You record your singing track. You line them up, and that's and that's how it is. And that's yeah. like insane. Like what what people record this and then they don't scratch that, record, add this. You know, yeah. it's like and that that could be very well what happened, but that's not at all any impression that you'd get from hearing this. Yeah. It flows and is put together so well. Yeah, no, flawlessly. Um, but this song is poetic in its lyrics uh, as shown by the chorus that goes you fired those words right at me exactly like that with your loaded gun you watch as they fly through my skin and to deeper within and now I'm broke alright well, fucking, well fucking we can just retire moment of silence yes absolutely the lyrics on this song... Her lyrics are gorgeous. Um, and I mean, you treat me like a woman... Or treat me like a woman probably is how it sounds. Where people probably have treated her like shit uh, in her lifetime. Uh, whether or not it's because she's a woman is up to interpretation, I guess. Or it's up to you watching an interview of her talking about the song. I don't know. Um, but what I do know is the guitar, the, the guitar work... The guitar work on this song is fan-fucking-tastic. Um, the, the chord progression on the chorus is... I, I don't know how she comes up with this. Every single time I listen to it, my mind is just blown completely. Like, the first time I listened through to the album, or the first time I listened to it, I was like... I listened to Solo, and I was like, holy fuck. That just happened. And then I would transition into Treat Me Like a Woman, and my mind was just like, oh my god, this is just going to be one after the other, after the other, after the other, just 
emotional punches to the gut. And, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god, the guitar is incredible. Is there Are there strings on this song? I feel like there are. I'd have to listen. Back I'd to have it. to listen to it again as well. There's but, so I mean, many it's just, things to point out yeah. in all of the songs. The confines of this world is next, and this is more grungy than the other songs. Yeah, yeah. I feel it. Like, is this the? It's got that distorted guitar going. Yeah, at the like towards the tail end of the track. This is this is one of the more psychedelic tracks as well because one of the 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 effects that she puts on it is like it's all warbly and warpy and stuff like yeah. that towards the end. These guitar strings and there's it's a, there's this. Oh, it's called um. I just had chorus? it. No. Yeah, no, chorus. No, 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 no. It's called the wah pedal. W-A-H. Oh, huh. And that's, oh. that's that. Wah, like that noise. I can't replicate it with my mouth because it's a guitar sound. But yeah. Certainly that. Yeah. And this is, this song, I mean, this lyrical content is talking about how the confines of the world, she feels like she is being confined by how the world works right now in this day and age, which I can definitely, I can definitely attest to. Um, and she's just trying to pour it all out to this person. And, oh my God, it's so emotional the way that she pours everything out in her lyrics. I have to say the context that the guitar is used in and the, I mean, the tone of the guitar, like everything aside from someone um, finger style playing, like Ed Sheeran has a lot of examples where it's uh-huh. like ridiculously good um, acoustic guitar. People like, like I'm going to bring this song up until I die. Rock and Roll by Eden, uh-huh. the way that the guitar is used. This is the same, the same, um, same category. I, I would, I would put this in just the context in which this is used, the notes that are used. And the effects placed through the guitar. Like, yeah. the, f- the frequencies are just ridiculous. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's perfect. I mean, like, we can, there's very little that we can say here that really gives the songs on this album justice. And I, you really have to go listen for yourself. The sixth track is just a moment. It's sort of a transition transition track. Um, it's only like and a I mean, minute. Yeah, it's only a minute. And, I mean, the first time I... No, it's a minute and 42. Uh, the first time I listened to it, I was like, what the fuck? But then I listened to it again, and I was like, the song title is Just a Moment, and it feels like the album at this point is taking just a moment to reflect on everything that's been said in the album, giving you a minute to breathe, and then moving on from there. And I mean, that's appropriate. So I have, I can't really say anything bad about it. It's just the guitar, and it's performed in, it sounds like a room where there isn't, any any sound sound treatment or anything like that. It's kind of just her playing because you can hear some rustling noises and some breathing, and even I think it might have been like a pet moving think, around in the I background. I think this is just I think this is just a raw recording. Yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Um, I will talk about even the seventh track here for a second because even though this is, well, I'll save that for the next section. <sighs> but her voice is incredible, and I mean, what is there to say about the lyrics that I haven't said already? I mean it her lyrics and the emotion in her voice all get come across with the same did I already say emotion yeah I said the emotion of her voice they all come across with the same message and the same vibe of this heartbroken feeling of this feeling of longing for something that she cannot have right now this helplessness which is just ugh. 
Mm. And I will say that the instrumental towards the end of the track, it sort of melts together like it did in solo a little bit, which I definitely can appreciate. And I do like the chord progression, um, the way that the chords are switched up a little bit on the chorus as well. But I want to I wanna take a minute and also talk about uh, what does it take? Uh, what does it take is the shortest song on the album at 2 minutes and 32 seconds. Um, but the guitar is so gorgeous. It is so gorgeous. The way that she finger plucks it and the progression that she has. And towards the towards the minute mark, I think, of the song, she goes into this little bridge with her, just her and her voice, and I think maybe a violin as well going along with the car, guitar. Going, and she just, she has this progression. And it's, just, it's gorgeous. It's, ah, ah. Oh my god! I can't say enough about this album if you haven't picked up on that already. You gotta go listen to it. Yeah, it's just doesn't and matter I, what she's your talking taste, about. Doesn't matter what your taste in music is. This should yes. God, if this doesn't appeal to everyone, yes. Then... And she's talking about her and I guess a lover at one point breaking each other's hearts. Um, and she puts it in the form of like, what does it take? What does it take to break a... She says, the first lyric is, what does it take to break a man? Well, I should have known. I was wrong in the end. Like, I mean, you can't really be more straightforward than that, but again, it's still poetic in the way that she puts it. And the emotion in her voice is palpable. It's there, and you you can tell from a mile away. You could Anyone can tell that this person is emotional while she's singing these songs. Um, and I mean, oh my God, save me from your kindness, save me from your kindness. Um, she has been talking about this entire album, how she has needed help. But then she also talks about on this song, how even when people try and help her with what she's going through and when people are talking to her and trying to figure out what's going wrong, she's saying how she pushes these people away at the wrong times or she doesn't feel like she needs the help or she wants to prove something to herself so that she doesn't feel like she can't take what the world is throwing at her but then again she's also going back and saying that she's in this head spin and she doesn't know anything at this point like she is so confused and you can oh my do you want to talk i'm kind of just i'm kind of wailing away I had myself muted. I'm kind of just enjoying listening to you. Okay. And I mean... <laughs> Welcome to Sound Audit. <laughs> the single audit. Um, and I mean... The song and the progression is so beautiful. What, what do I say that I haven't already... And I mean, the next, song, the next track is part two of No Words Left, which has words, but very few of them, and it gets to the point really, really well. Um, I had something... Oh, wait. It does have lyrics. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, it still carries across the vibe of she has very little left to say. Um, but she does say, This time I'm looking out for me, and I won't hesitate, you believe it. This time I'm looking out for me till I'm whole again. I want to feel whole again. This whole album is about putting herself together again. And this song, again, she has her voice in the back of the mix, and she's trying to just... 
she's going at it in the back of the mix with her voice over top of this gorgeous instrumental, these gorgeous strings, and the piano that melts your ears and just... But I do want to talk about the last song because this song may very well be the best closer to the to an album that I have ever heard in my life. And I'm not sugarcoating that whatsoever. I'm not over-exaggerating. I'm not doing whatever. I mean, there have been great... I've, there, there are album closers that are up there. This is just up there with them, like the closer to Ziggy Stardust. Um was, um, what is this name? It's Suicide Song, something like that. I forget. Now I feel bad because I just forgot the last track of Ziki Sardust. I just forget the name, but that track is amazing. Or Leave the City by 21 Pilots. Fantastic closer track to a fantastic story album. Goner. And, Goner, yes. And, but, the this last song is called Song After Song, and it, very much feels like a reflection about everything that she is saying on the album, and it very much ties the entire album together in a story fashion. Like, everything here is put together in a step-by-step process, and everything has been leading up to this point, and it very much feels like she's reflecting on everything that she's said before and tying it together, and I've there's this one lyric... Um, it's, I mean, it starts off song after song after song, all about me and my misery. You lie on my bed, stroke my face or stroke my head, touch my face. Tell me I'll be all right and I'll be just fine, but I'm still blue. So blue. And she sort of talks about herself in the third person talking about this girl who's sitting in her, her, her room playing songs, just trying to figure her life out. And what a fantastic sentiment to close a fantastic album out on. Like, and I mean, what is there to say about the guitar and the rest of the instrumentals that I haven't said already? The folk feel and the feeling of longing doesn't just carry in her voice, but it very much carries in the instrumentals as well and the way that she writes and the way that she puts together these songs so beautifully and so... They're just so pristine. Like... 11 tracks in here, and I, this is, I'm at a loss for words right now. I'm going to have very little to say in the next section. I will say one thing about one song, and then I'm done. Are we ready? I mean, I, do you have anything to say about the last song? Do you have anything to say about the last song? I want you, okay. Did I cover it? You hit everything <coughs> that happened. Okay, yeah. good. All right, we'll see you in the next section. God damn.
I already know where you're jumping to. Yeah. I mean, there is not one problem that runs throughout this entire album. Not one. It's just this one song is not as exciting as the other one. Um, nobody comes around here. Her vocals are still gorgeous and everything. I just feel like the chord progression is a lot less ambitious. <coughs> Fuck. I think um, I think that why this song comes across as the least exciting is simply because it's probably the least adventurous and this is like the one song that's normal that she didn't take a risk on. Yeah. So I won't say that she didn't take risks on it because I mean it's still a gorgeous song and the way that she put it together is just gorgeous but in the turn and she has this one chord where she differs from the norm but it's still it starts off on a normal chord and the chord progression ends on a normal chord uh especially for a folk tune which is kind of disappointing to me i will say but like in the grander scheme of an album this song is it it's a such a minor stumble that like it's kind of just... I'm not even... If I listen to this album through again, this is not a song that I would skip. Mm-mm. No. I'd still listen to this song and I'd fucking cry my eyes out. So we'll just change so, this from the what we dislike section to what we thought was average. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. This is the what we thought was... Ah, it was pretty good. But, like, I, I mean, it was still good, but, like, it just... it just. She could have taken more time and put the, the same feeling from the other core progressions into this one it could and from what she has shown across this entire album she very well could have done it on that song as well for fuck's sake for fuck's sake okay this was two minutes long and it's gonna stay that way because i'm ready to fucking move on i'm i love this album to death 11 11 tracks long 34 minutes of some of the most gorgeous folk music you will hear all year. Like probably will be. Yeah, like there This album is even though I've seen I've heard some good albums this year so far. I mean, there was the Japanese House, there was the Frank Sullivan one, there was Mint. This album is leagues. Leagues ahead of all of them. This is going to be like a full point ahead of anything that I reviewed this year. And I will say that the Frank Sullivan uh, review. I probably would go back and I'd review that like a stronger eight. Um, but like, that's just you because there it? was like, what? What'd you give it? Like a stronger eight to a nine. I'd say like a stronger eight at this point, like an 8.7. Okay. Probably I would have reviewed that. Um, but this album is just in its own place and it tells such an emotional story about how this woman feel so lost in a world that is so unforgiving and it, it hits home so well her voice is some of it's some of the best performances that I will hear all year I can already tell I just Tyler did you have anything to say Tyler I've been talking this whole entire time I am I'm at a loss for words for this album with how much you've had to say I just feel unqualified talking about it like yes it's incredible Yes, all of it sounds amazing. Can I put it into better words than you? Probably. No, I'll just leave it to you. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm props to Lucy Rose for coming out with an album that I think will definitely withstand the tests of time and will probably influence it a lot of 
the folk genre from here. I I cannot wait to see where she goes next. I will be listening to all of her albums before this, after I leave here. And she's just, she's so inspiring to me. Um, I just, I'm at a loss for words. I'm, I, I just can't believe this exists. Like this is, this is actually, this is real life. This, this music is so gorgeous and it's, it's beyond belief. So there's that. What would you rate it? Nine. Probably a nine to a mid nine. I'd give it a nine point seven. Hot damn! I this is one of this is. I I'm not really gonna tr- count the trench album because I I have to be honest. When it comes to Twenty One Pilots, Twenty One Pilots is just a band that is so close to my heart because they changed. Tyler Joseph just changed the way that I look at music, for myself, and that that in and of itself is enough to keep them very very close to my heart. Um, so the Trench album was very, the Trench album review that we did was very, very special to me. This is the, aside from that, this is the best album that I have heard doing this podcast. This is the best episode. This is is the best album we've talked about on the podcast with respects to Trench. Yes. Without a doubt. This album is just, this album is in a league of its own. This album is... You have to go and listen even, to it. I can't it. even make a funny joke. You have to joke. go and listen to it. We talked about... I can't even fucking scream like I usually do because I'm just so like... I'm You're so, chilled out thinking about it. I'm dumbfounded even just thinking that this album exists. Um, and, and not just that, but by someone, who, someone who's so small. Yeah. The quality of this way. album... For, thir- for it being 34 minutes, the quality of this album is absolutely insane. You would, you would, like, you would not believe. And just, even as descriptive as I like, as I like to get, I know I like to be fucking lengthy with how I talk about things. I like to turn on and on. Um, I didn't do it justice. Um, go and experience this full album for yourself. I see you pulled up her Instagram page. Is it actually 50,000 followers? She has 50.2 thousand followers. Ha, I was right. I would have guessed 50.4, but I just... There's nothing I can do at this point but sit back and just wow. Wow, wow, and more wow. Props to Lucy Rose because she has released some of the best music of 2019 so far. And I this there is going to have to be something that is ridiculously good to beat this. Like something something unbelievably massive that happens this year. Like Kendrick Lamar will have to drop another to pimp a butterfly for to to for anything to blow this out of the water because like it's just this album is so very close to perfect to me and I am going to this is an album that I am going to stick with me for the rest of my entire life no doubt about it there this album will not get old to me I just just a slow clap. I'm just, oh my god, Tyler! Thank you for showing this album to me because I'm You're welcome. Like, uh, 
Follow the artist at Lucy Rose Parton on Instagram. She has 50.2 thousand followers. Hop on the bandwagon. Hop while on it's the bandwagon. still small. Yeah, she's going to blow up. It's going to happen. It's just too happen. good. No, it's this This, this music is Brandy just... Carlisle 2.0. It's going to happen. Um, follow this us. This was better than Brandy Carlisle, in my, my opinion. Follow us at Sound Audits. We currently have 102 followers and 17 posts, so we are killing it in the music business. Right now, yeah. You can listen to our podcast, Sound Audits, everywhere that podcast can be heard. I said almost anywhere Sound Audits can be heard. <laughs> we now have covers um, from every podcast available on YouTube. Including this one, because I will so, do a cover of a song on this album. I will not do it justice, but there will be one. We are the search results on YouTube if you look up Sound Audits. So give us a look up. Give us some views, because that's how we gain our self-worth. Um, thank you. Thank you very much. Go and follow us as well. Oh, wait, you already said go follow us. So, we'll be um, here at 9 a.m. Eastern, standard Friday time, morning. Friday morning, as usual. Every morning. Every Friday. Every Friday. Not every morning. We wish yeah. every morning. That would be insane. That would be insane. I would That's a lot of albums. That would be a lot of albums to sift through, but that would be so fucking worth it. Um, thank you for listening. Please, please, please do not miss out on this album. This album is... I'm not even going to say anything else about the album. Um, don't miss out on this album. Don't let yourself... Don't let yourself miss it. It's too good to miss. Um, that's fucking that. Thank you for listening. We will see you same time next week with an album that will probably not be as good as this one, but still be pretty good. Let's hope. So, we thank, thank you for you. listening. We love you all. Goodbye. And we hope you have a great week. We will see you next Peace time. Out. Peace out.